Sterling. You're listening to The Zero Hour. Rest your eyes. Exercise your imagination. Today, Glenn Hall Taylor's tale of a threatened death. The Extortionist. Starring Mel Torme. In a mutual broadcasting system presentation of The Zero Hour. Brought to you by the makers of General Motors Parts, by the State Farm Insurance Company, by Dial Soap, and by the makers of Contact on Mutual Radio. They just don't realize how little a renter's policy costs and how much it will do for them. State Farm agent Ed Axel of Fairmont, Minnesota. And it's hard for people to realize just how much personal property they do have. They forget about the drawers full of different things. So we tell them how they can protect the property that they already have. If they do have a fire or theft, we will be there to take care of them so that you don't have to start over again. They're just shocked to find out that the rates are so low and the amount of coverage that we can give them for that low rate. State Farm Fire and Casualty offers renter's insurance that can protect just about all your personal property for very little cost. A good reason to see your nearby State Farm agent now. Bedridden and ill-tempered, Catherine Trenton, the last of her generation, lives with her servants, her secretary, her niece, and her nurse, ruling their lives in martinet fashion. Her baton of authority, the silver-headed cane with which she summons them to serve her. Charlotte! Charlotte! An idiot nurse. Charlotte! Good morning, Mrs. Trenton. You know I breakfast at nine sharp. Will you look at the time? It's seven after. I suppose you stopped to poison the orange juice. You can't wait to get your greedy fingers on the money waiting for you in my will. I don't expect you to will me anything, Mrs. Trenton. And you know I'm leaving you money, all of you. Not because you deserve it, but because after I die, I don't want my private affairs dragged through the courts by a flock of vultures. Shall I pour your tea? Don't you always? You're a nurse. You probably know of some poisons that couldn't be detected in a cup of tea. I'm sure there are several. Oh, stop the damn rapping and come in. And you, Charlotte, can stop glaring at me like that. Good morning, Mrs. Trenton. Morning, Charlotte. Good morning, Mr. Franklin. Uh, will you hold the door open for me, please? I'm leaving. There you are. The postman left these, Mrs. Trenton. Well, never mind the mail. Jason, how long have you been my secretary? Almost ten years. I'll bet you've skimmed off a goodly portion of my money during that time. If you really believe that, why don't you go to the police? <laughs> but why don't you? Don't press me too hard, Jason. 
Well, you may go now. We'll discuss the mail later. That's fine with me. However, this one letter, I haven't opened it. It's marked confidential. But you're my confidential secretary. Open it. Very well. It's just that I hadn't wanted to without your permission. Well? It's... It's a demand for money. An extortion letter. They threaten to kill you if you don't pay them $30,000 by noon tomorrow. Pay who's $30,000? Who's going to kill me? There's no signature. The bills are to be small denomination, unmarked, and wrapped in newspaper. Also, it says, keep the police out. Mrs. Fretton, this is serious. Who'd want to threaten me? Here, let me see that note. Hmm. Well, why $30,000? Why not fifty or a $100,000? It does seem a strange amount. There may be something to this after all. Jason, get Judge Boyle on the phone. Tell him to get over here right away. Who is it? Jason, ma'am. Judge Boyle is here. Good. Come in. Hello, Kate. Who's that with you, Daniel? This is a private matter. Extortion, Catherine, is not a private matter. It's a matter for the FBI. Now, as soon as Jason called me, I got in touch with Ben here, picked him up at the federal building. Uh, Kate, uh, Mrs. Trenton, Inspector Broker. How do you do, Mrs. Trenton? You might be sorry you brought him, Daniel. For all I know, he might discover this is some scheme of yours. Oh, my dear Catherine, you know I'd be lying if I said I couldn't use $30,000 to good advantage. But you also... I also that... know that as an executor of my estate, when I die, you'll milk it for every cent you can get. Mrs. Trenton, if I may say so, you the judge... You may not me... say so. This is no time for one of your rattlebrained opinions. Go back to your letter writing. Yes, ma'am. You know, Kate, you've never given anyone credit for having an honest thought. You know, you're so damn suspicious of everyone you've named your will that you fail to take this threat seriously. Mrs. Trenton, if this is a genuine extortion threat, you have until tomorrow to save your neck. Now, Dan brought me here hoping that I could help you save it. May I see the letter and the envelope it came in? Certainly, here. Thank you. Hmm. Can you make out that postmark? Oh, it's very faint. However, the zip code is legible. It, it was mailed locally. Well, the extortionist was smart enough to use a typewriter, but that doesn't exactly make him a genius. Every typewriter leaves evidence as clearly as handwriting or fingerprints. Tell me, Mrs. Trenton, who occupies this house besides yourself? There are the servants, my nurse, Charlotte Kaiser, my secretary, Jason Franklin, and Meredith. Meredith? Uh, Meredith Trenton, a niece. How old is she? Twenty-seven. Do you support her? She eats and sleeps here. I give her an allowance for her other expenses. A generous one? Not generous enough, I'm afraid. I've had to pay off her gambling debts from time to time. Big ones? Uh, Mrs. Trenton? I'll answer that. Uh, some have been big, some small. Uh, the last one was a... Big... Daniel, I... After the big one, Kate swore she'd never bail her out again. Hmm. Interesting. Is she in town? I mean, is she available for questioning? She can usually be reached somewhere. What about boyfriends? I gave up trying to keep track of them years ago. Uh, she's a bit of a swinger, Ben. Oh? And your nurse, how long has she been with you? 
About three years. Mm-hmm. How about the servants? Well, there's two. There's a houseboy and a maid. They've been with me since my late husband hired them some 30 years ago. Uh, how about Joseph? Uh, he might warrant some checking into. Uh, Joseph? Uh, Joseph Paxton, Mrs. Clinton's chauffeur. Well, why do you suspect him? Oh, I, I didn't say I suspected him. It's just that I know he hits the bottle a little too often, disappears occasionally for two or three days. He'll be gone longer than two or three days this time. I fired him yesterday. Drinking? The worst ever. Most obnoxious. Threatened all kinds of trouble, even though I gave him a full month severance pay. Uh, do you know where he lives? I'm afraid not. He lived here until yesterday. I'll tell you where you might get a lead, Ben. He has a cousin who owns a garage at the other end of town. Hmm. At least it's a start. Well, I guess that's it for now, Mrs. Trenton. I'll have our laboratory man go over the envelope and the note. Thank you for coming, Inspector. You're welcome. Coming, Dan? Oh, I'll be right with you. You're in good hands, Catherine. Ben Brokaw knows what he's doing every minute. Take care now. You know, she's been like that as long as I can remember. Yeah, she must have built up a big backlog of resentment. Practically anyone we've discussed might have been goaded into extortion or, or anything else for revenge. What's your next move, Ben? Well, as soon as I get back to the office, I'll see if we can round up that chauffeur. Orange or black? Glad is what happens when you use dial soap. Orange or black? It starts right out with a clean, fresh scent that's like nothing else. Orange or black? To get you going clean and fresh. Orange or black? Washes away the cause of odor on your skin. You just can't buy a better deodorant soap than Dial. And that's saying something. Good evening, Miss Meredith. What's good about it? Here, let me take your coat and scarf. You're soaking wet. Well, I'm glad you noticed. I know you're upset, Miss Meredith. I'm sorry I had to call you and interrupt your plans. I hope you didn't tell anyone where you located me. Of course not. Why the devil should I have to come all the way back here just because my bitch of an aunt got a crazy letter from somebody as spaced out as she is? The FBI man wanted everybody here. He's been all over this house for the last hour or so. All of us except you have been fingerprinted. He asked that I send you into the library as soon as you arrive. His name is Inspector Brokaw. I'll take your things to the kitchen to dry. See you later. Okay. Come in. Hello, Judge. 
Jason says they want my fingerprints. It'll only take a moment. Now, just press your finger on this ink pad, please. Now, why don't you ask me if I've robbed any safes lately? I don't have to. If you had, you'd have paid off Nick. What do you know about Nick? I would just press your fingers on this card. Nick is a crooked gambler and a dangerous man, especially if someone owes him $30,000. Now, the, the left fingers, please. Okay. So you know about Nick. But I didn't write that letter. But you, along with a lot of other people, would benefit by your aunt's death. Oh, here, uh, sorry, wipe your fingers on this tissue. Are you through with me? For now. Uh, send Charlotte in, will you please? Oh, uh, please, don't leave the house. In this storm? <laughs> You've got to be kidding. Inspector Brokaw speaking. Oh, hi, Mac. Uh, what's with the chauffeur? Uh, nothing yet. I put on a three-state alarm and an APB on him in case he's decided to split. Okay, stay in touch. I'll be here for a while. You wanted to see me? Yes. Uh, this is a sheet of your stationery, isn't it, Miss Kaiser? It's probably mine. Why? Uh, the extortion letter was written on a sheet exactly like this. And that makes me guilty? No, I didn't say so. If anybody around here wanted to get $30,000 from Mrs. Trenton, it probably would have been... Oh, then you know about Meredith Trenton's gambling debt. Jason told me. Okay, that'll be all for now. Thank you. I'll be in my room if you want me. Oh! I'm sorry. Well, as long as you're interested enough to eavesdrop, Mr. Franklin, you might as well come in. Well, if I can be of help. It's just possible. Do you recognize the typing on this sheet of paper? I'm not sure. It seems to be the same style of type as that of the machine I use. Well, it should be. I typed this on your machine. I have a hunch the microscope will show that the typing on the extortion note will match this perfectly. Look, Inspector. I have no reason to extort money from Mrs. Trenton. I'm well paid. And she's told me she's been very generous to me in her will. <laughs> you know something, Dan? What? I'm beginning to think that whoever wrote this letter... Ah! Oh, my goodness. No! Mr. Trenton, what's going on? Oh, come on! You're probably well aware of the advantages of a well-tuned car in helping you obtain better gas mileage. A well-tuned car can run more efficiently, more economically. If all cars were properly tuned and operating efficiently, we could save millions of gallons of gas. To help you evaluate your car's efficiency, your participating GM dealer has two new energy checks available. One is an economy checkup that includes an engine diagnosis along with several other inspections to see if your car is up to specs. The other is an economy tune-up to help give you a smooth running engine that performs efficiently. Making the most out of the gasoline around is one of our country's basic challenges. It's important to you and to us at General Motors. That's why we're inviting everyone to come in now for a GM energy check at a Chevrolet, Pontiac, Oldsmobile, Buick, or Cadillac dealer. Get together with him and get more of a run for your money. Hello? Oh, Monica. So soon? You're having a party again. Ah, uh, dinner. Friday? Oh, no, no, no. Well, it certainly sounds like fun. Fun. He gets everybody drunk on martinis. They, they forget to serve dinner, and everybody gets a hangover. Well, Great. We Just should come early great. for a couple of extra silver bullets? Silver 
Oh, yes. I suppose that was funny the last time. I mean, the way the clay pools conked out. Silver bullets. Who needs it? Well, well look, I- I'd better check with Roger. Roger, what should I tell her? Look, honey, we don't want to go there. Tell her we're busy. Uh, tell, tell her we're on the wagon. Just tell her no. Let's face it. People who need to drink that much to be social are not really social drinkers. For a free booklet about drinking, write alcohol. Box 2345, Rockville, Maryland, 20852. A public service message from this station and the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism. Yeah, it's been a long couple of hours. How is she then? Well, the doctor just left. He told me she's suffering more from shock than anything. Although there's some serious bleeding and severe powder burns. The pistol was obviously fired at such an angle that it, it caused only a scalp wound. It's, it's touch and go, but apparently she'll live. You know, as your friend, Dan, I hate to say it, but this does delay certain benefits which you uh, and the good other... Lord, Dan, I, I didn't mean it that way. The Judge Boyle means that Mrs. Trenton, though spared now, will have to face an excruciatingly painful death later on. Yeah, well, she, she told me she has bone cancer. Tell me, Dan, have you ever seen this gun before? God, was that the pistol she... Her own gun? Yeah, it was found on the floor behind her bed. I didn't know she had a gun. Now, the nurse didn't know it either. As it turns out, Dan, this is your gun. What, you don't think I... Well, she wanted a gun for protection, so I bought that for her three weeks ago. Well, I, I never dreamed she'd use it. Well, I'm afraid she not only used the gun, I suspect she used you. Meaning? Damned if I know, Dan, I... <laughs> Right now, my gut's trying to tell me something, but my brain doesn't dig it. Well, I know it's terribly late at night for this, but the reason I've called you all together again is that I, uh, I think we're just about ready to wind up this case. Our lab has gone over what evidence I've uncovered very thoroughly. For example, Jason, the extortion note was typed on your machine. Oh? Uh-huh. And your fingerprints are on the letter. Naturally. I handled it to open it and to read it to Mrs. Trenton. And Nurse Kaiser... Your prints were not found on the note, but there were traces of fuzz from lavender suede gloves. I don't even own a pair of gloves, any color. And Mrs. Trenton was shot with a gun registered to Judge Boyle, but his fingerprints weren't on it. And in running a check on Miss Meredith's gambling friend, Nick, we learned that she's in hock to him for <laughs> exactly $30,000. $30,000. Excuse me, Inspector, but the APB got your man. Joseph Paxton. Oh, thank you, officer. Ladies and gentlemen, I must speak with him privately. I kindly wait in this room till I return. Well, I think we have this just about cleared up. Did Joseph have anything to do with it? No, but he was quite helpful. You see, Mrs. Trenton failed to tell me something. Now... When she gave Joseph his month's severance pay, she also gave him a sizable sum as a fee for mailing a letter for her. A letter addressed to herself. I uh, don't understand. That's right. She wore lavender suede gloves, which incidentally I just located in her room. The letter was posted downtown. Uh, she wanted the $30,000 for your gambling debt, Miss Meredith. Oh, no. Without having the executors of her will know about it. Uh, she thought that by committing suicide using the gun that was registered to Judge Boyle... She'd escape her ultimate painful death and place the suspicion of murder on all the beneficiaries of the will. Uh, she hated all of you, you know. Oh. Well, uh, Carry on! 
Yes, I did it. And the only regret I have is it didn't work. And when I do die, I hope my money takes you all to hell. Oh, this is Trenton. This is Trenton. Give your hand to a friend. Give your heart to your love. To your love. But give your allergy to contact. Allergy is our business, too. We know pollen. And we know that any of the 12,000 quarts of air you breathe each day may contain enough pollen to make your eyes itch, make you sneeze, and drip. We also know an ingredient that helps block pollen's bad effects. It's the antihistamine most prescribed by allergy specialists. It's an ingredient in contact. Give your hand to a friend. Give your heart to your love. To your love. Tiny time pills in one contact keep this antihistamine working up to 12 full hours, all day, all night. Give your allergy to contact. Take contact only when needed, only as directed. I'm Rod Serling. Close your eyes, exercise your imagination, and join us again on our next presentation of The Zero Hour.